Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up! Yeah, well, thank you so much, Justin. You know, uh, that's one... the only one I have done today. That was great. That's the, that's the only one you have done today. That is correct. Yep, it's called the magic of podcasts. Yes. Um, uh, let's just get right into it. I'm John Stenning. Justin Adam K. We are here with Randy Bush. Randy, Hello. thank thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. We are here to, uh, we're going to talk about a specific movie and a specific type of cookies in just a little bit, but um, I would like to talk about two things. Yeah, that is the box of cookies. That's nice. Wait, Randy, are you related to our last or two weeks guests ago, Corey Bush? I am not. Oh, okay. No, separate Bush altogether. Always yeah. good to have separate Bushes. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, uh, two questions for you, Randy. First of all, uh, we, you know, we'd love to paint a picture of sort of the media and stuff that you were into when you were growing up, you know, whether it be movies, TV, or if you ended up, you know, maybe you spent a lot of time outdoors or maybe it was a mix, just wondering how you spent your free time. And I also, uh, you know, you messaged me and you said you wanted to talk about spice world a little bit. So I also want to give you the floor to, you know, speak what you will about spice world. And then, um, you know, maybe we'll have a little bit of a of a rapport about that too. All right. In which order do you want this? Whatever to order you are comfortable. I'm with. hot on the Spice World tip because I okay. listened yesterday. Yeah, um, thank you for listening. That's very nice of you. Oh no problem. When I okay, the thing that lets me enjoy Spice World the most is thinking about the movie Spice World happening in Harry Potter England and not real <laughs> world England, because then. A lot of it makes sense because the bus, why is the bus an airplane hangar on the inside and it's a normal bus on it the outside? It is very magical, like the like the magical bus, like the oh, yeah. bus, right? And yeah. then let's get into the Spice Girls on their own. If you think about it, I think four of the Spice Girls represents the four major like houses at Hogwarts, okay. whereas Ginger is just a muggle, so that's why she got kicked out of the group. But like, <laughs> if you think about it, Sporty Gryffindor, obviously. Okay. Baby yeah. Hufflepuff. We got okay. Scary, that is clearly a Ravenclaw, and then Posh is Slytherin, and they're all wow. like they meet those archetypes so they do so well. I Maybe really J.K. Like Rowling this. based her houses on the Spice Girls. She'd never admit that, but you never know. But that's that's one thing that gets me through watching Spice World, which I've watched a lot. Um, so like how many how many times is a lot? like a hundred times oh wow that's yeah. fucking awesome wow. <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, now when you watched it wild. did you did you get all have you like maybe you've watched it pretty recently or throughout your life mm-hmm. but all the references of like roger moore actually acting like a bond villain and making the martini references and like yeah meatloaf. okay so yeah i think the I mean, movie I'm is this is the best part i feel like i'm considerably older than because I'm 38, so Spice World was 97, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm like in high school when when Spice World came out. Yeah. So for me, like I'm already deep into my like cinephileness of being like a young queer kid growing up in Alabama. So like I already knew all of that stuff. And plus, like, I, yeah, I love that. And then the the humor too. You guys were talking about the absurdity of it. You have to think that's the same year that um, Austin Powers came out. So it was like yes. kind of in that vein of like I think absurd humor was starting to get like 
really pushing to the forefront. Yeah, and Spice I World is a like a gem. looking uh, looking back on Spice World, it really is like such a gem. It's it's, it's truly it's a, is a gem. I would love. Uh, you mentioned Austin Powers. That's what that's the collab I want. I want oh, an Austin Powers please. that meets Spice yeah. World because I think that really would be an unstoppable force. Yeah, yeah. That I think also great. one of the the best moments of Spice World that doesn't get a lot of credit is is the part where the bus jumps over the bridges crossing and it's not an actual shot of a bus. It's oh, like yes. a toy bus. Yeah, like, right. that is very funny. So good. I did really like that. Yeah. <laughs> they just like cut away. It's an obvious like little like play set. Yeah. Well, it's that's like so Monty Python, that kind of humor. Right. And like, yeah. which is very British. And sure. I I enjoy, that's the parts of the movie that I enjoyed the most where when they like, I don't know. You could give or take that it's actually about the Spice Girls. It's like they're just like really just the gags leading you know, yeah, into just like British a... humor. Yeah, yeah. They're just like you. You like uh, any Beatles movie? Well, let's put yep. the Spice Girls in them. Let's do it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, my childhood. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, well i just i have to say i'm very i'm I'm glad you brought up spice world because um it also is one of our most interactive with instagram posts yesterday oh and um (laughs) seems like a lot of people have a lot to say on spice world so if you want to um come on the show and like have a pick but also discuss spice world we'd love to have you yeah i would Um, do more spice world talking are we gonna just talk about spice world on every episode from now on is that what we're doing it seems like people may want to do that and maybe we do a spice world podcast now i mean honestly like if if all of a sudden we decided to just like watch spice world i want to say modestly once a week but i want to say like you know really going for it once a day then i'd be all for it justin i can't watch it i can't watch a movie that often (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think you could commit to something like that. That's okay. Yeah. That is a, I don't know if I would want to. I would yeah, do it, once, but I would not want is, to. Once a day, you might like start losing all faculties of your sanity at some point. Like, yeah, you would know so much about it too, the ins and the outs. You'd know all of the beats. Like, oh, wow. Well, I Being did sufferable. do that to uh, Anchorman 1 and <laughs> Office Space. I watched those daily for like a long period of time. Yeah, I and did now, that with like, Wet Hot American Summer. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I did there's that a with scene. Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank. Every day, Shawshank. <laughs> Every day, back-to-back, double yeah. feature. Yeah. Schindler's List and Shawshank. Um, it's a fun so, romp. You know, uh, like, you did mention watching Spice World a lot. Did yeah. you watch a lot of things repetitively? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, uh, that's one of my favorite, like, kind of comfort things is to just watch things that I've seen a lot. Like, Clue, I watch Clue an absurd amount of times. So good. Um, Batman Returns, like, those are my go-to, like. So you're, like, into the movies rewatch. You're not, like, a show necessarily rewatch. No, I watch shows a lot, too. Um, mostly cartoons. Like, I'm really very into anime and like the steven universe is like my favorite cartoon series that's come out in a very long time and i've watched that a a lot a lot yeah that is a very fun show i feel like i maybe even heard about it from you on maybe twitter or because you do like to post about how much you like that show and that is that show is a lot of fun especially in this sort of like i hate to call it like a 
like a animated renaissance, but like these sort of shows that are on for kids, but also have like really heavy adult themes. I guess that's been going on forever. I just watched yeah. Shrek as an adult and it's wild. Well, Steven hits on a lot of things that like I love, have always loved. Like there's a lot of Studio Ghibli references. There's a lot of Sailor Moon references, a lot of yeah. Legend of Zelda references. Like there's so many things. And then it's, and then there's a good sci-fi story that anchors the whole series so sure it's 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 wonderful i'll have to check this show out i'm uh i just finished so at the very start of quarantine due to a past guest they introduced us to avatar and i was like man fucking yeah. avatar was awesome so I'm then crazy. yeah so then i but then i was like oh and this reminds me of dragon ball z i should go like revisit my childhood of dragon ball z and then watched all of the Dragon Ball franchise, not just Z, but I did yeah. all of that until like, I don't know, th- like a month ago. Like it and took me that long. Is, how high is your power level now? Like- uh, it's over 5,000. <laughs> oh, and okay. so, yeah. and then, um, and then I did Korra because at the time Korra was not on Netflix yet. So I was like, oh, I'm doing Dragon Ball Z now. But now I went back and watched Korra, which is way better than regular Avatar. I never got into Korra, but I would, I'd like to check it out. Um, uh, I mean, I like any, I like any, cartoon where i find out like near the end it's like and guess what it was queer all along so like <laughs> i want to yeah i would get into that yeah uh it was awesome i loved it and then and then i need a new anime now because i sort of wrapped cora cora went well, quick it's only check like 12 out episodes. even check out steven for sure okay yeah um okay so for so anyway uh growing up you like to go back and rewatch movies some shows yeah i do we want to like? Am I talking about just my my childhood childhood? Or are we talking like up to like adult like whatever you will consider years. formative years? I guess that's really what we're and and you know it can even be, I guess like sort of what what stuff were you into and and how maybe did it create a you know for lack of a better term maybe a yellow brook road to the movie that you are about to pick today? Yeah. Like what's sort well, of like a, a path to to the movie that we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm considerably, I don't know how, how old are you guys? We're 32. Okay. I'm 38. So like, that's not that different. It's not that different, but like I grew up, you had the whole eighties and we did not. Right. And so like the eighties growing up as a, a kid in the eighties, there was a lot of like magical realism and like a lot of like magical themed things like the labyrinth, we had the Goonies. We had, you know, like, I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but there was this crazy Alice in Wonderland made-for-TV movie. Like, oh, Does it have, it, like, a very scary dragon at the yeah. end of it in yes. the mirror? And, and it turns out she's not actually out of the Wonderland yet or some shit? Yep, the Jabberwocky. Oh, my God. I saw that as a kid. That's the only part of the movie I saw. I, I have nightmares about it still. And it made, I was thinking wow. about it. Because of the pick you had, and I still don't know what version of that is. So sorry, I cut you off. There. You were saying. You remember the part there's where the White Queen, who's played by Carol Channing, who's one of my favorite people of all time, she turns into a sheep at some point. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's. It's one of those like it's all of the parts of Alice in Wonderland that I feel like is left out of like. You know, it's like the stuff from the book that wasn't in the animated movie or wasn't yeah. in. There was also a like a live action TV show around maybe a little bit later in the mid nineties. I think it was on Disney through the looking glass. Maybe, um, which was yeah. kind of trippy too. Um, 
Well, this that I'm talking about particularly was like, it was made for TV and there was two, it was like Alice in Wonderland and then Through the Looking Glass. So it was two parts. So you might be thinking of that too because the second part is where the Jabberwocky is and she's trapped in the mirror still. Um, But yeah, like, so I grew up with watching a lot of like that and like I had the Disney Channel. So like The Worst Witch and there's just like, which Feruza Bach is also in. Do you guys know The Worst Witch? No, I've never heard of that. No. no. Okay, you've surely seen the video of um, Tim Curry singing this song called Anything Could Happen on Halloween. Yes, that's from this? That's from The Worst Witch. The Worst yeah. Witch. Um, which is a movie, like, not to go too much off on that, but it's like, it's about witches in a school and Feruza Bach is, like, not a good witch. Okay. She's the worst witch. Somebody. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Um, so that was like a lot of what I grew up watching was like crazy, like fantasy stuff. And then when I got a little older in the nineties, I was very into Ninja Turtles. Like I could not escape Ninja Turtles. Um, Thundercats, very into Thundercats. Oh, um, Silverhawks? Did you guys know about yep. Silverhawks? I know of Silverhawks. Didn't watch it. That I don't watch cool Thundercats show That I wouldn't have known was an anime when I watched it, but now... Right. Yeah. A lot of the things that I watched or liked is because I had the toys to go with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm looking at a bunch of Ninja Turtle toys right now, actually, and because I still love that series. Everything Ninja Turtles, I will buy into so hard. I love yeah. it. I had the one of one Christmas my aunt got me the sewer playset and I thought that that was oh, like the best God. thing and I yep, hooked I had that too the sewer playset up to the bottom of my Ghostbusters firehouse tower and then that hooked up to my Bruce Wayne um, wow. Batman Returns playset that folded it was like a trifold so I just had like a mega playset that I would just my favorite part of that Batman trifold thing is that like. They just keep making it and just paint it different colors from year to year to yeah. match whatever the latest Batman so franchise is, which is very funny that they, they do that. I like that. But I think Batman Returns was like the original one that they made it for. Probably. But, yeah. But I remember when they redid it for the one with the Riddler in it. I think that's Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Or that Batman? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Forever. And then they did it for the animated series, and I'm sure they've done it a bunch of times since. Uh, with Christian I, Bale's Batman? No way. I bet you, if we Google the trifolding, it's funny tape. to think that they made toys for kids from those movies. You know, they're so violent. Well, yeah, yeah. The I mean, early like, Batman movies—they're so campy. The early Batman movies are so campy. So campy, yeah. But they're—they're yeah, kind of like scary. I actually feel like I wasn't allowed to watch the second one. Like that was like too much. <laughs> but, that but that doesn't mean it's scary because your mom wouldn't let you watch it. Well. Yeah. She well, just, like, read in the newspaper that she wasn't supposed to let her kid watch Tim Burton movies or some shit like that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I like, But even if I never... Like, there's a chance I didn't even know it was a movie back then. That mm. there was a... There wasn't... Like, I was just watching Batman, the animated series, and that's, like, the sure. only Batman I knew about. Which and I yet, love. I still, like, wanted those toys. Like, I didn't even know necessarily what their reference to the movies were or whatever. It was like, oh, Batman toys. That's what I want. The Batman the Animated Series, um, I was a, I took Taekwondo from the ages of like 10 to like 17 because my mom was in prison. My dad was like, you're going to get picked on, so we're going to get you, and you're like a young gay kid, so we're going to get you in karate. But um, I love that. I took karate for that long too. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but when I was like 14 or 15, they started doing these free design form competitions through my federation. And you could like design your own form and put music to it. And so mine was with the Batman animated theme song. Like, <laughs> that's dope. I had a whole Batman theme. How long know? is that song? It's like a minute and 30 seconds. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Dad, did you ever win? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I performed in front of like a whole group of like a whole tournament because I was the first place winner in my age bracket. So they would usually like make people perform, put the little this, show ponies out there. This was in Alabama. Is that what you said? Alabama. Yeah. Yep. And do you, do you think that like growing up in that area had any, had anything to do with the sort of like stuff that you were watching at all? Or do you think that that's more like uh more like an American thing to like be growing up, like watching Disney channel and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Cause that, those seem like a lot of the parallels, I think a little bit difference. Some of these things that you're talking about seem a little bit old, like, you know, they maybe like they weren't rerunning anymore. Return to Oz, you know, I remember right. seeing this on, oh, not to get into it. Well, we can, but sure. I remember seeing this on TV, but like never really seeing the whole thing sort of. Well, we had we had it on a VHS that my dad had recorded off of the Disney Channel. So I just watched that VHS until it broke. Um, and like, but like, we had a lot of stuff like that that just like my dad would record off cable. So we would just watch it again with the commercials. Well, it was on Disney Channel. It was on. It was like that was at that time it was like premium cable, so it was yeah, like right. uncut kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's before they just started doing commercials that were all for their own properties. Exactly. Because like, that's what talking, I remember. The, I We had Disney Channel. In my day, we had Disney Channel in the like b- beginning of Disney Channel. Because right. like that's another thing that so much of my childhood was was spent watching like the new Mickey Mouse Club and like Kids Incorporated and like all that kind of like oh, early yeah. Disney Channel yeah. stuff. Did you go to Disney or is it just like... Uh, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't you go a like lot. Yeah. We we um we only went once as a family. And then but I went to Disney two times in middle school because I was a competition cheerleader. And that was the only reason I was a cheerleader is because I was like, I know Disney we're gonna trip. get to go to Disney World. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm going. I'm doing it. Nice. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, um, like high, those like high school or whatever trips are always like a fun. Yeah. Was that like high school or middle school age? It was middle school for me. Middle school, yeah. Yeah, I was too busy trying to be punk rock in high school. Oh, so wow. I didn't school too though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Whoops. Oh shit! I was. Well, we kind of went all over, but so I'm, yeah, you you mentioned you mentioned your pick for today. Yeah, uh, it's it's Return to Oz. I got it on DVD right here. Hold on. Oh wait, nope. Oh, it's I next do. To the yeah. Wiz. There we go. Return to Oz. Oh, nice! Very. And you watched nice. it on. You watched it on DVD. Now this, Return to Oz, 1985, British American dark fantasy film. So you sort of alluded to like being into sort of fantasy and how that was really big in the 80s. Well, this was like you know mid 80s. Yeah. And it was originally released on TV. It was a straight to. Disney. It was for Disney, right? I. It was. I didn't know if it was released theatrically or not. Um, I watched. 
after watching the movie, I watched a YouTube video because, of course, my smart TV now knows everything that I'm doing because I watched it on Disney Plus. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was released in it theaters. It was in theaters. I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah. was in June of 1985. Yeah. Yeah, did not do well. $28 million budget and it made $11 million yeah. at the yeah. box office. So not too great. I mean, that, they were asking the a lot, I think. with this. So Return to Oz is like, uh, technically, well, I, I won't say what it is. Randy, could you tell our audience, for those that don't know what this is, they might know it a little bit from the title, but what are, what is this movie about, or what is this movie? It's about the sure. HBO series, right? Is that what you're alluding to, Justin Oz, the HBO series? <laughs> I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, uh, it's about men in prison, and yep. no, oh, okay. okay, well, we'll talk, or we're going back to it. Yeah. Um, so Return to Oz is six months after Dorothy has gone to Oz, um, she can't really sleep. She's having problems sleeping. So her auntie M decides that she's going to take her to get electric shock treatment. Yep. Yeah. She's um, getting like a, a lobotomy with electricity. It seemed like yeah. some shit. Yeah. Fucked up. And then somehow she finds herself back in Oz. And yeah. That's, that's the, that's the pitch. That, yeah. And she, it's her, it's her return, but I feel like she gets there in such a less, magical way well okay about i mean that. she almost drowned i mean she yeah. like it's like i mean she, that's a lot on different. a river that then it ends up being an ocean uh, that then ends up right being it, a desert yeah that will kill you the the topography of oz is wild oh yeah it's thing. the opposite of a star wars planet Star Wars planets are all one climate, you know, yeah. or a moon. Like this has got the, a lot of shit going. This is on. all forest. This is all snow. No, this is like everything, and it's very dramatic. You know, like all of a sudden, lush forest, lush jungle turns to a desert that will kill you. Turns to a mountain. Turns to snow. Yeah, and yeah, it's a lot going on for it. It's a ma- I mean, it truly is a magical place. Yeah. So she's in this place. She's getting electroshock therapy, and uh, lightning oh, yeah. strikes the building, and so the power goes out, and she is like saved by we're we're to assume uh, like another patient in the in the hospital. A patient right? that somehow already knew her name, though. I I I do not understand. That's like kind of the only thing in this movie that I did not follow. You know, um, you never cease to amaze me in the way like some things blow your mind, but like this movie, you're okay with. I actually loved this movie. Just putting that out there. So wow, you really. I, I also yeah. feel like we. There's so many things that I want to talk about about. This oh movie. please. We're like jumping. Are we gonna just go in? We well, I'm in? trying to. I'm trying to go in order. So is there? I guess like you know we're talking about the beginning of the movie. Okay. So um, let's start. So like yeah. What are your it. thoughts in the beginning? Because I got some notes myself that I would love to share. Notes. I got notes. Notes on notes. notes. All right. So first of all, it starts with essentially Auntie M coming in, checking on Dorothy, who apparently has not been able to sleep, right? Right. Auntie M says it's one o'clock in the morning. What the fuck is Auntie M and Uncle Henry doing up awake at one o'clock in the morning? I had the same yeah, thought, same question. Why are you right, awake? They just like live on a farm in the middle of yeah. Kansas. Yeah. So like, what are you doing? You're right, not because she's bitching to Dorothy, uh, you know, the six-year-old, by the way, like, you know, with child labor laws. Uh, that she, because she doesn't sleep, she sleeps in in the morning and doesn't help with the chores. Well, exactly. Annie M, and what's her, like, I think farmers go to sleep at six o'clock because they got so much to do when they, like, wake up. Right. Wait, is she up? six years old? I don't know. She's not old. Let's, 
let's say she's like eight or something. She's definitely uh-huh. not a teen yet. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Dorothy is like twelve or thirteen. Like, and so think? this is six months later than like in the Wizard of Oz. Well, know? that's the because I didn't right? read these books like when I was a kid. Right. I feel like sure Wizard of Oz made her like the Dorothy or whoever the actress was that Judy I, Garland was like probably oh my God. twenty. Whoever the actress. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. What? Uh, so Judy Garland, she's like a woman. She's like a grown woman that played you, that Randy. role. And so so that was kind of like the first like, oh my God, what am I like what is this sequel if Okay. So you've never seen <laughs> You've never seen the Wizard of Oz? No. So did you know anything about the Wizard of Oz going into the Return of Oz? You must know. I mean, I know Christ. that, like, I know, like, you know, everything's parodied. Like, I've seen the Simpsons do their version <laughs> or whatever. So, like, right. you know, Tornado takes her away. Um, I honestly, I have no idea. I feel like there's a billion witches, and I don't know which one is which. Okay. All no right, pun intended. Uh-huh. And then uh, I think... If the Futurama version taught me is the wizard's not actually helpful, but I don't know. And then somehow she gets the red slippers and she clicks them and gets home. And I thought it was happily ever after, but uh, I don't know that that's true now. Apparently she needs a lobotomy six months yeah. afterwards. Yeah. 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 Well, the whole, the whole, I guess, thing about the original Wizard of Oz is like, did it all really happen or was it like a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the running theme of that movie which carries over into this movie too, right? Yeah. Um, And I think it's interesting because it's like, if this child is suffering from like PTSD about like surviving a tornado, that's like a bigger question that one should be having instead of being like, well, I need you to like chill out so you can help me with my farm work. So I'm going to go get your brain buzz so that can happen. Like, Different you times, know. different times. Different yeah. times. This exactly. is 1899. It's 1899 is when this takes place. Right. Yeah. I'm playing, like, this is the same time that stuff that in Red Dead as I'm playing is happening. <laughs> so I'm like. Which is just like, I mean, yeah, brutal, right? Like, yeah. The li- these lives that they're living are not sort of. I mean, like, very, the fact that over she's, still, years different. she's still alive after a tornado, that her uncle who broke his leg uh, and can't work. One day, but like seemingly two Broke days later, leg. has finished. Yeah, he's putting it in quotes. We uh, we have something to talk about later. But yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't like get his leg amputated. Is like kind of shocking. But anyway, you know. Well, I'm they not even says that like that leg's healed. That leg's fine. She's like that oh. leg's fine. You don't need to worry about that leg. So, so yeah, like I have a lot of questions about this home life situation. Yeah. Um, then they're gonna go to the to the doctor obviously. Yeah. And this is where we say goodbye to Toto, which is really sad because Toto Very just sad. Like, stands there and cries. And ATM like, doesn't really care. She's like, ah, he'll be fine. It's sort yeah. of crazy to me that they introduce Toto at all for him to then, like, not matter. Yeah. Well, like, it's just, we have to have the this is Dorothy. Remember? She's Dorothy. Right. She's got a Toto. She has a dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you remember her? Yeah. 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 But meanwhile, they set it up before that too with the with Belinda's because like she's talking to Belinda. Belinda is the one who's that finds the key, the little chicken. Right. So we right. already set it up. We're gonna have a new sidekick. Right. We're we're good. Love the chicken. The chicken is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to the doctor's office. Right now, did you guys notice that everything that happens at the the hospital is like the events of what happens in Oz? It's just yes. like yep. 
scaled down. Mm-hmm. I did not notice that. Yeah, so it's like what happens is the no the the doctor introduces Dorothy to the machine who is TikTok, oh, which yeah. is like TikTok. Right. Then the mean lady in the really fierce sure. awesome outfit takes oh, yeah. her yeah. to um, wheels her to the room where she's by herself. So all that happens right. with Princess Mombi. Then she's yep. in the by herself in the tower. Yep. Then Ozma appears and gives her a jack and lantern. So it's like, here's That's Jack. True. Meanwhile, why does Dorothy like comb the pumpkin? Did you know? Uh, Yes, I, we, my fiance and I were like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) It has no hair. Um, So then she gets taken away. She gets, she goes on a ride to end up ultimately getting electric shock treatment by the guy who's the doctor who is played by the Gnome King. Like, so. All that happens. Right. And then Prince or Queen Mombi or Princess Mombi, she's the nurse that was like mm-hmm. the villainous nurse. Right. right. Which yeah. is also like a thing in Wizard of Oz, Justin. So, like, oh. the sort of the farmhands are like the scarecrow and the tin man. Is yeah. Like so, you know, getting back people. to your original point, Randy, yeah. that like this girl just has like PTSD problems. Fully. Fully. Like, yeah. she does need help. I, like, like she is, this is just her processing these hugely traumatic events. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah. You know, she probably got lobotomized, maybe, and that's why the, like... That's that's the thing, is it's like, do we think that the actual electric shock... Cho- cho- I can't speak. Electric shock treatment actually happened, and then when the lightning strikes, like... It, like, put her kind of, like, place. where we're going into her imagination. Yeah, sure. But then later we... I mean, like, later on in the movie, we know that she wakes up by a river, so, like, she right. did get out there at some point. Somewhere. Well, she could have... Um, you know, we're kind of jumping to the end, but like mm-hmm. we find out that the lightning bolt actually set the place on fire. Yeah, and um, and the guy dies trying, the guy to, save dies his trying to save machines. his machine. His precious machines. machines. My machines. These are my machines. Um, so he gets out, and like maybe, I mean, and, and I kind of don't get why the nurse got arrested. Uh, they don't. Yeah. Like, well, what did she do wrong? If that medicine, if that was a doctor that people were fine with, like. I think the nurse goes to jail because the idea is that they find, because the girl who's Ozma says something about that when you hear the people screaming, that those are the people that the treatment didn't work and they're keeping them in the basement. basement. Oh, 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 good. Okay, great. So that makes sense. So I think maybe she actually got the lightning bolt, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's her going through, you know, processing it or whatever. And in her state, her like weirdly newly lobotomized state, the lightning bolt actually did set the building on fire, and she's been trying to get out of that building with her imaginary friend. And yep. um, she eventually makes it down by the river because she was on fire or something. And, you know, she, yeah. she puts Problem solved. We did it. Wow. <laughs> we did it. Crack the code. That's like the. That's like, yeah, that's like the, like the most tertiary fan theory. Like, it's pretty much laid out for you. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's really what happened, Justin. I'm sorry. Well,. I mean, either way, I really... But hey, that's okay, of, you know? Yeah, that's I, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was... I really, like, I I mean, what a departure from what, you know, the bits and pieces of, like, you know, screenshots of Wizard of Oz. It's so funny see. that you haven't even seen Wizard of Oz. Um, you have nothing... You, know, to, you can't even compare it to Wizard such, of Oz. Like, yeah, but, like, I saw the fucking slippers at the Smithsonian, so... You know. Oh, okay. yeah, right. That's pretty close. You're that's right. That's pretty close. So... Oh, you're right. 
like that's such a visual and like the te- the color of that movie like it's it seems yep. like so sugary i i don't know if it is but like it is yeah this i i feel like this is not that this yeah is and that like was the intention dark shit yeah that was the intention of this movie like um i this video that i watched on youtube was really illuminating and it talked about <laughs> how that at the time when this movie was made, there was a, let me see, it's called the Fear Survey Schedule for Children Revised. And it's like a list of 80 things that are like children's worst nightmares. And it breaks down into five different categories. And then there's like different things beyond that. But the main five categories are fear and criticism, the unknown, minor injury and small animals. That's one thing. Uh, Danger and death. And then the last one is medical fears. And then it breaks down, like I said, into like 80 more like, like kind of like categories or something. That. Okay, yeah. yeah. And of, of those 80 things, 40 something themes show up in this movie. So it was like wow. designed to terrify children. Yeah. yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. I don't so, know what this is about me that I dramatic. love this. Um, well, yeah, I love it because I was a dark, twisted child, but like it was supposed to make kids scared like it was supposed to strike fear like oz is like sort of a very like mysterious and scary world and i think like it's sort of like in the books it plays into the same like time passage thing that sort of like the narnia books do if people are familiar with that where like they come and go from this world but like a lot of time has passes and it sort of like talks about like maybe the politics that have changed or the like the socioeconomic like landscape of oz which is yeah. like and all we these... see that in this movie a little bit too yeah we do yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there was a there's a big transition from wizard of oz and return to oz like mm-hmm. she's only gone for six months but it seems like you know much more time has passed in oz yeah, yeah. well the great depression's hitting hard and you know <laughs> kansas is yeah. going through a bit of a right. an issue so it makes sense that it made its way into her yeah. emerald city version well, I guess, so, so we're talking about this now. We can talk about how Oz has changed. Like, she immediately, when she gets there, she finds herself on the outskirts of Oz. Right. And realizes that she's near the Munchkin Village, and the the Yellow Brick Road is... It's faded. It's seen better days. It's seen better days. Yeah. You know? the, yeah, the bricks are all, like, torn up, and the yellow is not bright and shiny like it is in the other movie. Yeah. And there are no, you know, there's no village. It's all overgrown. Exactly. And her chicken is talking to her now, too. Her I chicken bet. is talking to her, and she really only questions that for about 30 seconds. Yeah. And she goes, ah, it's Oz. I'm in Oz. But yeah. Toto never no talks, right? Ever? Nope. No, that's the thing, is Toto never talks. So this is interesting that that a chicken is talking. Do you think yeah. Toto talks in the book? Does no. Toto talk in the book? No. I've never, yeah. No, Toto, maybe on, like, one, no. Not, no, I don't think so, because the chicken is, like, I mean... You know, the chicken is a big part of this movie. Yeah, What's a much bigger cool? part than we're we're led to believe from the beginning. They really bury the lead with the chicken. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like they it, immediately when we well, it is also very thing. clear. Being like a children's movie, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, this chicken's going to be a big deal." You know, yeah. but because, like, like as soon as it's made clear to the gnome king that Dorothy's in in town, which those sequences with the rocks talking. I yeah. love the animation of that. Yeah, it's super like the cool. The claymation, yeah, the stop so motion good. stuff. It is really cool. But I like how he's like, and there's 
A chicken. A what? Yeah, and he loses it. The um, gnome king. Gnome spelled without a G. Yeah. Weird. I. I yeah. I didn't. I didn't quite get. I don't why. love that. And then yeah, he was made of rock, right? Like he wasn't like no. No, aren't gnomes just like dwarfs? You know, like mythically. Well, well in, no, in D and D, they're like a tiny subhuman creature that is like gets into like mischief. Like gnomes are right. like. In D and D, they're known for getting into some. They're not like, rock golems, shit. is my point. No, they're not rock golems. Right. Yeah. Yes. Golem, so. golem king would have been great. Yeah. 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 Rock. Just the rock king. Rock king. Yeah. Rock king. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, meanwhile, why does that lunch pail tree have ham sandwiches inside of its lunch pails? Like, what part of that tree is cranking out ham? Yeah. Right. Like, is it now? Is it all? Like one thing that grows from the tree, like the pail with the hand, like you know what I mean, or does yeah. it just grow the pail? Like that's a lot. That's a very complicated process. It seems it truly is. Like I, I mean, don't understand the. I think there's only one real pail on that tree, which was the lunch bucket that Aunt Em gave her before mm. she went into the doctor's office, and that's the only real. Wow. Which she somehow found again. He's seen through the facade. He's seen through it. And what I thought was interesting about that was like, huh. They had like deli ham back in eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's like what I thought was the most interesting because I feel like they did not. I but I don't know. Well, maybe it's are deli- old. Yeah, maybe it's not deli ham. Maybe it's literally a fresh slaughtered pig off of their farm, which I didn't see any pigs on their farm, but it could have yeah. been. Yeah, that's. I just thought like the ham sandwich is like eh, this feels a little too nineteen fifties y to have an, a yeah. ham sandwich. I don't know. Some like classic like old school like Jewish delis are like almost a hundred years old now. You know. From like okay. the twenties and the thirties. True. Fair enough. Yeah. So, all right, ham sandwiches make sense. But anyway. Yeah. No, it all makes sense now because I like looked up the uh, history of of delis. Yeah. You know, it makes it all makes sense. You're uh, so yeah. Quick. Yeah. I, yeah. We're good. Everything's good. The chicken also for the longest time I thought was voiced by the same woman that was played by Auntie M, but it's not. So no, it's not. It's yeah. She's a a, a British actor. I, I, I thought I would recognize more people from this but really i only recognize Faruza. yeah who i love Faruza balk Faruza balk is who plays dorothy she's have you ever seen the craft oh no no she's yeah so we've established in the water boy i was not a movie person oh is she uh the girlfriend in that yeah she's vicky valancourt vicky valancourt yeah okay i got yep that makes sense i watched so we talked about like trajectories and past we got to i watched tv i love tv I watched so much Nickelodeon Disney Channel. I really did not watch movies growing up. And I still, like, I've seen a good amount of movies, but not, like, not, like, anything that... Anything I've seen has usually come out since I've been alive because it came out at the time I saw it. Not... I didn't. I was, was like, subject to so much media in my childhood and now. Like, I feel like there is no... the limit does not exist with the amount of media that I can consume. And that's just been the same since I've been a kid. So it's like, I, I it's just too much. Too yeah. much. I was like raised on it all. It's not that I didn't, um, like I was outside or some shit. I, I, I just fucking sat in front of a TV, but I, I watched TV and I played yeah. video games. I did not like movies just didn't make their way to like, it wasn't as prominent. That's all. But yeah. Anyway, that's sort of I played a lot of video games too. Yeah. Just side note to this, I would be very into like an open world Oz style game based yeah. on don't, 
this the world building in Oz is so cool. I really yeah. do like really love the uh, like the broad strokes of Oz. I think it's really neat. That so speaking of the world of Oz, mm-hmm. that I so I also got immediate Narnia vibes, John. You brought up Chronicles of Narnia, and I was like very intrigued by that because like I wanted to know if is it real? Is Oz real or is like it seems that Oz is very much like Dorothy's imagination or like like I whereas Narnia multiple characters all seem to experience Narnia at different points in their lives like characters come in, in one book and then they come back in another book and there's multiple ways to enter the world and like it seems to coexist with reality whereas um Oz does not seem to to world build in that way and like but I kind of wish it did a little bit well, I think John maybe could speak more to that because, like, I think the books, from my understanding, more there are more characters, like other main characters than Dorothy that go way to Oz. more main characters than yeah. Dorothy. Like, you get you get like a book all about Ozma, and there's you know books about a lot of these different characters and of all different time periods. I don't necessarily like. There are a lot of books. There's a good yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, like seven or eight. I don't think I've even read them all, but I read maybe like the first four or five. Um, and then there's like unofficial ones or ones not yeah. written by the main person, but like are still technically canon. Like I was got very right. dumb. There, there are the a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, that apparently that guy was not a great dude, but you know we all find out these things. Oh, later. Frank Baum. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Apparently he was like pretty racist and like had said things about like Native Americans and like not wanting them to like live on their lands and like it's. It's all in the video I watched. I should link it. <laughs> yeah, we'll link it. We'll yeah. bring people's spirits up and then remind them that like these all most, if not all of these old white men are terrible people. Yeah, it's yeah. One, which is it's okay. We need to let it, you know. A one hundred percent guarantee that anything that you liked written by an old white man in the past, he was yeah. terrible. Like terrible. It's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so she finds. I'm keeping us on track here. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she finds the yellow brick road. She follows it into. Uh, pretty much a decimated Oz. Yeah. Right. All these people are stone. There are women in a circle holding hands with no heads, which is terrifying. Yeah. And then there's a, uh, a cautionary warning written on a wall that says, beware the wheelers. Right. Of course. And you would know immediately what that means if you see that on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wrote that? That's what I don't right. understand. Everyone's dead or whatever. Like Belina knows. Belina knows a lot about the wheelers already. I think it might have been her, the oh, chicken. Okay. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, it's wheelers. When they show up, she knows immediately that that's what they are. Those characters were so cool and so scary. Like, um, yeah, and- this is some fever dream. This is some. This is yeah. like where I was like, okay, <laughs> this movie really went for it and. Mm-hmm. That's such a wild design. You know, it's if you if you haven't seen it, they have wheels on their hands and on their feet, but their their arms are extended quite. They're kind of giraffe. They're giraffe. Imagine like a giraffe. Or if you're doing like a pyramid pose in yoga, it's like very much that, and they're wheeling around. And there's like a dozen of them. You know, and they look real smooth in those wheels. They look like they could fucking get on the the roller rink, no problem. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. funny is when the first one shows up, he his head's down, and there's like a face a on top on of the head. head. It's yeah. a mask. But then when they show their human faces, they just look like Bill Nye the Science Guy or something. Yeah, it just looks yeah. like geeky white dudes. 
with yeah, like really weird makeup. <laughs> yeah. You could tell they probably like just like really formed as like a group of like, you know, maybe rollerbladers or something. And then they yeah. were uh, they were sort of like taken hostage by Princess Mombi and she turned them into her minions. You know, like, you like wheels. This is how much you'll like wheels. Let's oh, you're going to love your limbs. Now. Yeah. yeah. And now you're my wheelers. And yeah, uh, which I have something to say about the wheelers and Mombi later in the movie. Okay. Too. Yeah. So keep, no, so keep yeah, continue continue to to sort of describe the plot for us. So they see right. the wheelers. Emerald City is decimated and they run into these wheelers. Yes. And then the wheelers um trap Dorothy down like a tiny alleyway that she's pinned up against a wall. And oh, earlier in the movie we forgot to mention this, but Belinda found this key. No, I mentioned it. Belinda found this key yeah. to Oz. Belinda's like, use the key. It opens this door, and behind, she's able to find a stone door and gets into safety. Mm-hmm. And watching all those wheelers like wheel down to the end of a corridor oh. that now is a brick wall, so good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pissed that she gets away. They're mad. Um, and then this is where we meet TikTok. Uh, I love the TikTok design. I love that. I've always loved that puppet so much. That suit, the TikTok. Yeah, he's very cool. He's sort of like steampunky a little bit. He's, he he's a little like bit rotund. Man. He does look like the Pringles <laughs> man. Yeah, he's got a, a, a great little Pringles man mustache. Yeah. What I, you know, they say if you wind me up, he's good for a thousand years. Should have wind him up so many freaking times. Yeah. Well, if, also, does that mean that Dorothy's been gone from Oz for a thousand Oz years? Like six right. months is like a thousand Oz years? Like, That's what it seems like. Yeah. There's a the lot Scarecrow, of... Yeah, Scarecrow is involved in the story, which we'll get to momentarily. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Scarecrow became the king of Oz. Is right. that explained in the first movie why he's king of Oz? No, that's not in the first movie, but I think it is in the it's book. It's in one of the books, yeah. Okay, all right. Um... And then TikTok is like, you know, he's a part of the Royal Oz army. If you wind him up, you got to wind up his thinking. You got to wind up his talking. You got to wind up his right. actions. There's so many things you got to wind up on TikTok. Yeah. I like that. I like that concept. <clears throat> yeah. And then when he is finally sprung into action, his great move is just spinning his arms around. Yeah, he spins his arms. <laughs> well, he's got metal arms. It fucking And if he falls off. over... Game done, over. He needs done, someone's yeah. help. But his legs are up, so like he would never fall over. He's so like perfectly centered of gravity. That's right. And he like yeah. he he like actually like wobbles back and forth. Do you know that that's one dude in that suit that had to crouch down? Oh my and like God. have I've seen his, pictures of it. It's it's, it's looks brutal. Awful. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, I just I couldn't imagine doing that. I think my back my back hurts thinking about it. Honestly. And like that's not a short day, you know. Like, no, those no, are long, no. Those are long days. No. Yeah, awful. Um, so they get out of there, and then that's when they have to go to see Mombi. Yeah, Wheeler says Mombi has your answers, or she's got what you need, or something. But yeah, that's but kind the of Wheeler does not want to go to Mombi. Like he's like, please don't go. Right. Doesn't he do kind of like a Roger Rabbit style, like please, please? Yes, kind of yes. Thing. Yeah, and I does. think there's. I think there's also a pun there too, where TikTok says like "be good" and he says "I will, I will be good." Oh, like, oh my god! Great, <laughs> good one. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about all of that? 
being because this is your first time watching it, Justin. How? Oh, you... I loved. I I loved. I loved everything. I like. There is so. The movie made sense in the movie's Warner universe, and I like You're thought in. it was dark as hell. And yeah. I felt for this girl, man. She's like Dorothy had a life that sucks. Feel bad. Um, like she just needs a friend, really. Like she just needs to be a, an eight year old girl and have a friend instead of like working on the farm with her aunt and uncle. Because like, no, that's the legit. Parents, like, you know? yeah, she needs a friend other than a dog that can't talk back to her. Yeah, right. So like, it's like pretty clear why she's what she is, in my opinion. But yeah. you know, whatever. I was in love with the Wheelers. I thought it was funny that he was like, "Let me go, let me go." And then as soon as they let him go, he's like, "You bastards!" You know, whatever. Like just like, yeah, calls. He's him like, out. "Good luck in there, bitch!" And then yeah. like goes away. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, I oh yo, Mombi was fucking scary. Mombi is one of my favorite characters of all time in any movie. I what a think. weird concept, right? So what is she? Very she, strange. She's yeah, she's a she's a witch. Mombi is a witch. She's like a witch princess, from my understanding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They get Ooh. into the castle, and that castle, that set is amazing. Yeah. It's that like, mirror room, like hall of mirrors, and like yeah, yeah. And they're just being called to that room by her playing that lute. Oh, oh. Yeah, she's picking away. Yeah, the outfit that she's wearing, too, is so good. And it's, But it very much looks like the nurse's outfit. You know, it's not hard to make that leap that, like, oh. Because yeah. that's, who she, that's who it was, right? Same actress? Well, later, it's the same actress. With her but, original head. Yeah, when she has her original, original head. head. Right. Because that's what this witch's deal is. She's, like... She can switch between 48 heads. She's got 48 yeah. different... It doesn't change her... I thought at first they were wigs, but it's the whole head she swaps no, it's the out. Whole head. Head. Yeah, she's got yeah. lockers of them. She's got lockers yeah. full of them. Yeah, because uh, I like how Dorothy comes in and is like, basically asking, like, what's going on here? And Mombi's like, I'm not going to answer your questions. Let me just stroll you in front of my collections of heads. And yeah. then and say, you have a nice head. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to trap you till I can get your head. Yep, and traps her. And then traps her. That's yeah. where she meets Jack. And meanwhile, TikTok already has run out of action. Like, oh yeah, he stopped all the wheelers. I mean, pretty impressive. One man show. Yeah, but a thousand years, dude. He's supposed to be good for. Well, a, he didn't do a thousand years worth of action when he was trying to. Well, maybe I look. T- TikTok is. Uh, he's not the army. He's in the army. So right. maybe he took down a lot more guys. He's been rusty. You know, he should have had a bunch of you know teammates helping him out and. He didn't do a lot on his own, you know? Yeah, defend TikTok. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, TikTok doesn't deserve any hate. He is doing the best he can with his little scrunchy legs, and he's just doing what he can do, you know? I would, love it. I would love to see an entire army of TikToks. Yeah, it'd be fucking scary. That would be cool. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. I'd be very into that. Um. So, yeah, so they go up and they find, John said this, they find... Uh, That's where Jack Pumpkinhead Jack is. Skellington. Yeah. Oh, Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then he tells her that, like, oh, if you find this magic powder, mm -hmm. you can make anything come alive. Yeah. And that, like, sets, you know, a little mini adventure to, like, take this bull head or this moose head that's on, like, you know, taxidermy moose on the front of a couch and make palm tree wings. Mm -hmm. And they turn that into a... Right, that's once they're trying to escape... Yeah. After they go and steal it, because they sneak in past all the heads and 
Mombi's sleeping without any heads. She takes all of her heads off to sleep. Yeah. How how can she snore when she's sleeping with no head? Yeah. I don't understand. Why would you like just leave a sleeping have a sleeping head? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like uh the Futurama like Hall of Heads or whatever. Yeah. Like that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. She's 48 heads. Um one thing they do before they escape when they meet Jack. This is what I was curious uh, about. Jack Skellington calls Dorothy mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediately. Really weird. What is that about? What What did I miss that's like, why is this? He we... says, are you my mom? She says, nope. I'm going to call says, you mom. Can I call you mom? She goes, yup. <laughs> that's that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's <done>. so weird. <laughs> but then Ozma shows up and he's like, oh, is that my mom? And there's she's also like mom, like straight up. He's like mom when he's he's like, oh, there she is. There's but I think, my mom. I think Ozma goes, no, I'm not your mom. Doesn't she? Or does no, she just I don't take think it? So. Yeah, oh. Ozma is his mom because I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think the implication is back to the the hospital scene. Ozma is the one who shows up and gives Dorothy gives Jack. a Jack. Yeah, in right. the in the room. Right. So it's very yeah, all right. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it's obvious there, but like. I do like that he's like, who, where is my mom? Are you my mom? Like that, that design too of that Jack pumpkin head is so. He's huge too. He's like seven feet tall. And the guy walks like really sort of sketchily and really like, is like popping and locking almost like. (laughs) It gave me anxiety to watch him walk. Really? It sort of sounds like David Cross too, a little bit. And I thought it was really, a really interesting combination. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. so they get the powder, they make their flying machine, they try, they escape, but like, uh, they move And this new slow. character, the flying machine, his name is Gump. Yeah, the Gump. The Gump. And yeah, he's this, uh, Well, he, the Gump is just the talking the head. It's not the whole right. couch. Right, get right, right. Because the rest of the couch isn't really sentient at all. It's really just the head that's in charge. Yeah. Right. And for a creature that, like, literally is cobbled together of couches and palm trees and ropes he's like got a surprisingly great attitude yeah oh very sassy very sassy yeah i only learned how to fly a minute ago i'm not good at turning you know yeah i really loved that that he like wasn't built to turn yeah which is really funny that happens right so they they do escape they fly away Mm -hmm. they're flying through the night and they're like how do we know we're going in the right direction well the gnome king's mountain is straight so that's which way they're going (laughs) yeah there's that mountain. And, and then, uh, yeah, then he loses his head, right? Is that when the pump Jack Jack loses his head? Well, something happens oh, very, yeah, like a, a gust there's of There's a malfunction. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, he has not been secured properly. Right. To begin with. Right. So the gum starts to fall apart. They all start to, like, tumble down to what we think is going to be their deaths. Who, who knows? But they end up just landing on the Gnome King's mountain. Yeah. The shot of Dorothy falling from onto top the of the top of the screen onto the couch. I love that so much. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Sitting right on the couch, boom. Yeah. Uh, I also love that like after they find themselves, doesn't the gnome king kind of start talking to them there or like Yeah. Giving right them outside the mountain, he like shows himself on the side of the mountain yeah. in his face. And Dorothy is just straight up talking shit to a mountain a mountain at that. Yeah, point. like my our army's going to come get you and then he's like I'm going to destroy the ground that you're walking on and you will fall into this cavern. But that's does it. that's the beauty of Dorothy in Oz. That's why this is her place. Is like in her imagination, she's the fucking 
you know, the badass, right? In her world, she can't control anything. In Oz, they all, like, want to make her queen, you know? Like, she's unfazed. And yeah, I love sure, that. but, like, she comes in with, like, some, like, real big dick energy talking to this mountain, and it, the mountain is, like, it's a mountain. It's been there for years. And then it goes on to say, like, yo, I've been a mountain. I've made this stuff. Y'all are the ones that are stealing stuff from me. Let's get right. this straight. These are right. my emeralds. These I've are been my around. And y'all came and pillaged my shit. Which... So how about you cool it with that attitude? <laughs> you know, hard to fight with that logic of the Gnome King uh, just kind of yeah. wanting his land back. But we we understand right. this guy. This was written by, uh, you know, a Native American hater. So... Well, it's it's, it's an interesting together. parallel, right? Because it's like what's happening is he's talking about essentially like colonialism there, right? Like yeah. people coming and colonizing and taking things, but yet yeah. he hated on Native Americans. Like I don't get it. So, it's like that backwards logic. Well, he loses. That guy doesn't win. Like... That guy loses. The gnome king loses. So he's in favor of the stronger person wins. Fair. They conquer. Well, that's but true. Yeah. The but the they conquer. But the point is very valid. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like how when the Gnome King shows himself, he like, he, he welcomes them into, into his home. Like he gives them treats and like, absolutely. Like guests and like. He's very welcoming, very accommodating. (laughs) So accommodating that he even is like, listen up, Dorothy. Uh, You're going to have to go through some tasks, but I will allow you to save your friend, the Scarecrow, who has been. Turned into an ornament in my trophy room. In my Chachi collection. And yeah, he has knickknacks, <laughs> is what he calls them, and in, in ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> that he basically makes of people, you know? Yeah. I like okay. how it reveals, like, after the people are, because it's, it's like a test, right? Like, he yeah. sends people in to try and find the ornament. If they can hold it and say Oz, then everything will go back to normal, right? Right. But, like, during all of this happening, he reveals that he could just make all of this in and make it all go away if if she wants the ruby slippers, which he is wearing. He's wearing, yes. <laughs> and because I was he like... Is slowly, he's slowly turning, in like, from a rock golem, basically a face in the side of a wall, to a person. And sort of, like, the more and more people that disappear and, and don't remember Oz, mm-hmm. then he will turn into a true, like human king and yeah like basically step three you see him and he's all stone and he's wearing the ruby slippers and he, it's like such like uh he looks like, like a, the burger king yeah he does look like the burger king he's yeah. a burger king but with ruby slippers and i loved how yeah. like he i love how when he brings the little ruby slippers out and he moves his little feet and he's it's like, such a weird shot the yeah, angle like, is so <laughs> funny you know it's like a wiki feet angle you know yeah. i love it and the, just the like juxtaposition of the beautiful ruby slippers against that still crusty robe. It's not even like a robe yet. It's like rock robe. Yes. Love it. Very into it. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I was just going to say like, so now the, the task is happening, right? Where they all, they sort of go in one by one are sort of our, our, our heroes here. There's Dorothy, there's TikTok. Yeah. Jack the pumpkin head and Gump. And they are going to go in and try to figure out which ornament is Scarecrow. And uh, Gump goes in and he fails. Jack goes in and he fails. And then TikTok goes in and he... he well, at first he cries, his, he cries oh, he his cries. oil. I, right. I wrote that down. I was like, ooh, a single green tear. Like, I like a, that it was green. 
I thought he didn't have emotions. Like, I, yeah, you know, yeah. Also, yeah. during this, like, I think Mombi's hip to the fact that there's a chicken, right? Oh, we oh, failed yeah. to mention Belinda's been hanging out in Jack's head the whole time. The whole like, time. Been right. hiding in hiding. there. Right. Um, so the Gnome King doesn't know of the chicken. But I think Mombi is hip to there's a chicken, right? And she's right. heading towards the mountain to warn the Gnome King. Right. That Dorothy's Wait. coming, but she's already there. She's already there. And I love the shot of Mombi on a chariot with wheelers, like... Oh, yes. Like, having... Are, the, are getting her there, and she's whipping them. And I was just thinking, it's like, whoa, this is, like, some BDSM, like, wet dream for somebody. This is, like... This would do it for them. Like, oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. Because what are those? Are the inmates from the uh, hospital, or are they the other, like, doctors that were sort of in the They're, room? like, the nurses. They're, like, the yeah, wards. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're they're the people that literally wheel her from the room to. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, that's right. The orderlies. Yeah, okay. Um, so Dorothy, after everyone kind of gets turned into their green ornaments, uh, Dorothy starts figuring out the puzzle. Yeah, and then the gnome, the gnome king's like, uh, "Okay, just kidding. You weren't supposed to figure it out. So fuck you. I'm gonna kill you now. And yeah, I'm gonna eat you all. I'm gonna right. eat you all. Yeah, but they manage to stop him." Yeah, well, they yeah, start no. because... Oh, right, because... I think it's Gump gets eaten first, right? Yep, Gump yep. gets eaten. And then he's going to eat Jack. Right. But Belinda gets so scared that she <laughs> produces Falls out an his... egg. <laughs> yeah. She makes an egg. She makes an egg. And it goes right in his mouth. Which... And he is vegan? <laughs> yeah, he has an well, egg eggs are poison. Eggs, eggs are poison. He yells eggs are poison. Not or only him, like no, 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 all to the golems. To, to all gnomes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so by killing the Gnome King, do you kill all gnomes? Are they that way? I think they all disappeared. Yeah. It's almost like they're one being, you know, like one hive mind. Yeah. 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 And I then guess. um and then sort of like there's been this like we've mentioned her name already, Ozma, like is like yeah. the current princess witch queen that's like in there with the scarecrow somehow. Yep. I don't know. But we haven't really seen her or been introduced to her. Like She's sort of a glimmering ray of like light in the mirror hall when she when Dorothy was at Mombi's castle. Yes. But they don't mention her. They still don't bring her up. And then the one time Mombi says something to the Gnome King, he's like, "Don't mention her name." But it's like, who cares? She's fucking trapped. Like you clearly are more powerful than her. So what does it matter? Fair. Um. But well, I think it's the idea of like if people start to remember what Oz was like, he will have right. no power. Right. Oh, right, like, right. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's a like. Dal who shall not, shall not be named kind of situation. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't, don't talk mention about her. Yeah. Ozma. She won't be an Ozma. Right. So then, Dorothy yeah, they, saves the day. Yeah. The, the the egg makes lifts the curse. The Emerald City is restored to its splendor. There's that cool shot of Dorothy coming back with her friends. TikTok's got a nice shine on him now. Yep. He looks great. He lo- he's looking great. They they come to the throne room. They want to make Dorothy be the queen of Oz. Right. She doesn't want it. And then we find out that Ozma's in the mirror. Ozma's in the mirror. She she grabs her hand through the mirror. She pulls her through and she takes her throne. And then ba- is it basically back to Kansas? Does she just she wake up? up? He wakes up on the barking. side of the river. Mm-hmm. Right. And to- Toto finds her. And then Toto this is got, where... Yeah. Uncle Henry comes running, full running, speed, full speed yep. at her, and it's like, dude, 
your leg was broken. It's supposed to be right. broken. Let's well, he it. just built a house, so he's good. He built the house in the two days she was she was missing, or one day. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden he got great. his act together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does look nice. So, so yeah, they find her. They're going home. We see the woman, the order, the head nurse lady going to jail. Yep. Dorothy gets back home, and she's able to FaceTime with Ozma in her mirror, in yes. the bedroom, and. That's a wrap. That's that's the return to Oz. We believe she'll learn. She'll be able to sleep now because she's got a room again. That's what exactly right. You know, they finished right. building the house. She has her own room. She has her own room now. She can no speak to Ozma through the Oz mirror whenever she wants in her imagination. Mm-hmm. And we believe she'll fall asleep now. It's going to be a great life with her. Still no friends, but she's. It's it's all looking up. It's all looking up. <laughs> so. That's like a pretty good play-by-play of this movie. Yeah. What do we think? Does it hold up? Uh, fully for me. Yeah. John? No. But that doesn't mean it wasn't fun, but I don't think it hold like I don't think it holds up, you know. Yeah. Um it like you, you especially in terms like if you're thinking like the sort of the graphics or or, or I get graphics or the effects, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um don't really hold up, but I do. I did have like a lot of fun watching it. I do think it is like a wild, like fever dream of a movie, um, which basically is like leads the question: like, is this just a fever dream that Dorothy's having, like, or is it? Which I think kind of is is fitting. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it holds up, but I I, I really didn't hate. I didn't hate it by any means. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, it's it's weird. It's very I, weird. And I loved it. I thought the story was great. I thought the effects were. Um, I thought, especially like the, um, the gnome, the claymation, the claymation face guy. That was, stuff. that was yeah. cool. Yeah. I thought the wheel. It is cool. cool. You're right. It was yeah. all very practical effects. Not a lot of special effects. I, I sure. enjoyed it thoroughly. So it holds up for me. And I have a strong feeling if I was asked to watch Wizard of Oz, I'd probably hate it. Probably wouldn't think it holds up. That's so, so funny. like, I, you know, I think my spectrum or whatever is totally off, but anyway, I really liked oh, it. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah. yeah. I think it holds up. I think knowing a little bit more about it now, like kind of what went in on the other side of it production wise, I think that despite being a huge disappointment for Disney, like box office wise, I still think it has like such a great kind of like tone and style to it. I think it looks amazing for the time. Um, I like, Feruza Balk's performance in it because she's a child actress that never seems annoying. She is it. good in it, yeah. Um, so, like, I'm, I think it, I think it holds up. I think it is like for me, it's like up there with like '80s classics, like The Labyrinth and like The Goonie. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's great. Oh, it also reminded me of Never Ending Story. I wrote. That oh yeah, Never Ending we Story. We didn't mention that, but it has a lot of those same vibes. Yeah. Um, I think it bombed at the box office because it. The only reason they made this movie was so that Disney wouldn't lose. It had bought the, bu- yeah. the book rights or whatever mm-hmm. to Oz. Oh, they needed to make something. And they, if they didn't use time. it, it would have went to the public domain or whatever. And so they 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 made this movie Interesting. and it tanked on them. So I think that also that you deserve that because you should have you didn't have a good idea. <laughs> you should have let it go. Someone else could have did something different with it. Yeah, the director but, of this is the same guy that did like Apocalypse Now. And, yeah, Walter Munch is yeah. the same as Francis Ford and, Coppola. And from my understanding, didn't they like they fired him and brought him back? Yeah, they and do you know why they brought him back? 
because like George Lucas and everybody was like, you should bring them back. Yeah, George yeah, but Lucas he was like, if you worked don't... as as like a sound designer on all of these movies, he wasn't like a director by trade, which is so funny that they felt so strongly about him as a director, which is a a very different job, you know? Yeah. I uh, it's very interesting. Well, it holds up for me, guys. Fully. Oh, yeah. that's that's great. I mean, I do think it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I watched it. I. It's I've never seen the full thing before. I'm trying to watch a hundred new movies this year, so boom, put it right on my list and nice. Yeah. Um uh, we're so yeah, we'll take a we'll take a little bit of a break. Right? Everyone good for that? We'll stop down good. for just a second and then we uh we'll come back with some cookies to talk about. Perfect. Hey John, did you hear we got a new sponsor? Yeah, Justin, I heard. Uh you were telling me just the other day. Why don't you remind the listeners what you were telling me? Yeah, so Unknown Arts T-shirt company out of Burlington, Vermont is our new sponsor. Yeah, that's cool. You can find them. You were telling me you can find them all over social media at Unknown Arts, right? That's they also right. Have a, they have a website, unknownartstudios.com. But more right. importantly, their Etsy shop, right? Yes, so etsy.com slash shop slash unknown arts. And from there, they have tons of T-shirts and shirts and other apparel that have custom designs made by artists uh, all over Vermont and I think of uh, you know all over the country. Um, and if you use our code, hold up five, yep, H O L D U P five, you get five dollars off right. your order. Yeah, and uh, like I'm wearing a cool shirt right now that they gave us. It's so nice. It's very soft. It's very comfortable. Um, yeah, great, great shirts. Check them out on Etsy. Use that code, hold up five. The number five, not the word five. Correct. And yeah, get get five dollars off your next T-shirt over at etsy.com slash shop slash unknown arts. And we're back. That's right, we are back. The Hold Up Podcast. Randy Bush is here. We were talking Return of Oz. Randy, what are we yeah. talking here in our second segment? What cookies were we alluding to just before the break? All right, so we are going to be talking about. Keebler Danish Wedding Cookies. They so, pretty plain box, very pink, just a very simple pink box with, like, generic Times New Roman font. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same on the front and the back. Yeah, there's no, like, flavor text on the, on the back of the box. It is literally same front, same back. It doesn't say enlarge to show texture, although they definitely are on the box. They're much bigger on the box than they look on the inside. Yeah. Keebler, uh, you know, a very popular brand. You know, the EL Fudge cookies, the the pinstripe pinwheel cookies. Yep. Um, this is not a cookie I have ever heard of before in my life, Randy. <laughs> Where Same. the hell did you find this? Went Why to a Danish we wedding, this? John. Duh. Yeah. Oh, you went to a Danish wedding. Oh, I'd love to hear more about it. So when when I was a child, I don't know how these came into my like knowledge, but I, I have always known about them since I was a little kid. And I think it's probably one of those things where it's like the, the packaging alone, like these things are plated on a silver plate. So it leads me to believe that someone thought these were fancy at some point in time. Yeah, I believe that someone so like, would think that. Maybe. I think coconut's fancy. Yeah. So I would think that maybe like, to me, it seems like something that was at like a, one of my aunts, like Christmas parties or something like that. But like, I just have always known about them. And when I was a kid, when we would go to the grocery store, I would always want them. I think I was mainly attracted to the pink box because, like, I love pink. 
and also I love cookies. So it really I stands just, out the box. That's why yeah. I'm pretty sure I've never seen it before because I feel like, or may, yeah, maybe like I yeah I would have tried it or like you know I worked at a grocery store for a good amount of time. I feel like I would have came across these in the cookie aisle. I was buying up Elf El Fudge cookies all the time. <sighs> well, this is also it's a thing. It's like for so long I have not seen them in a store that I had convinced myself that the they weren't real and like yeah. they did not exist. Um, like Oz itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in a in a very similar way, and yeah. like, and it's been in my brain lately because I I work at a bakery currently, and uh, one of the cookies we sell every now and then are Austrian nut cookies, and they reminded me of this, and I keep asking people at the bakeries like, did you guys ever have um, Danish wedding cookies? Do you know what I'm talking about? And no one knows you, what you got to bring them. You got to bring them this box. Oh, I have- I have three boxes now, so yes, I will bring one in. Because now yeah, so, I want like a gourmet one of these. Yes. How would you describe this cookie to someone who's never seen it or tasted it before? Mm-hmm. Um, because it does remind me of certain cookies, but I'm not really sure like how I would describe uh, it. Well, you know, you do work at a bakery. You, you maybe you're like you're lined yeah. right up for this. So to me, it kind of has, and it's it's not this, but to me, it kind of has like a shortbread texture. In the regard that it has like a nice Christmas crispness to it and a crunch when you bite into it, but there's no if you look in the ingredients, I don't. There's no butter in it, like from my understanding, because it's all coconut. So that's where the crunch is coming from it, and then there is chocolate in it. So it's like a it's like a shortbread cookie with chocolate chips in it that is covered in powdered sugar is how I would describe it to someone. Yeah. But it's so, not shortbread. It's, it's not shortbread. It's very much, at least to get a, a first picture in your brain, mm-hmm. it's very much like the the bag of cookies you would get out of the vending machine. I believe they're famous Amos cookies. Yeah. You, like, oh, that sure. tan bag with, like, I think it's, like, black pinstripes or whatever it is. Though It's the same size cookie, very small, very crunchy, crispy, just like yep. one of those cookies. The same mm-hmm. amount of chocolate chips where it's, like, one, maybe two per cookie. And yeah. and then you add to these, you add the coconut and the powdered sugar. The powdered sugar. sugar. And yeah. and like that's to me what you're you're eating right now. Yeah. So when my memory of them from being a kid though is that the cookies themselves were bigger when I was a kid. Like I want to say that they were about the size of what it looks like on the box. So like maybe the size of like a Susan B. Anthony, like a half like dollar like kind of coin a little bit more substantial than a tiny famous amos yeah right. whereas these exactly they're that size the size of these remind me of famous amos but also do you guys remember when mcdonald's had yep. oh, yes thousand percent same thing yeah so it's yep. like the size of those too yep, right. that you would get in those little bags so i'm a little if we're just getting into initial like do they hold up from my expert end of being the only one that's ever experienced this, they don't hold up to me in the regard of like size or what I thought they were, but I'm still very into the taste and the flavor and the texture of them. If oh. I feel like they'd be good, like with a bowl of milk, <laughs> like, like as like a cereal almost. Like I think I would eat this and as then, a cereal, like a big cookie crisp. Yeah. And that's maybe why I really love these too, because when again 
when I was a kid, Cookie Crisp used to taste totally different than the. It way absolutely did. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah. Yeah, and it like, and I loved Cookie Crisp when I was a kid, and I would eat it just dry, like it was my snack. Um, yep. Now it sucks. Yeah, it totally. It doesn't even taste like a cookie to me anymore. Like they legitimately tasted like cookies when they were yep. back in the day. But yeah, I think that's why I also like these too because they are very like cereally, like snacky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, go ahead, John. No, I guess um, as I guess what I was wondering was like, when did these sort of manifest themselves? Were Randy, were you having them like as a snack, or were they like in your lunch, or you know, like when were you having them? You sort of said that you remember having them almost forever, but like yeah. when when would you have them? They were they were more of a snack thing, like yeah, or if I got. Rarely did I get lunches that I would bring to school. Mostly I would get hot lunches at school. But if I did bring a lunch to school, I would have some of these in the Ziploc bag yeah. kind of thing. Um, How do they smell? You open this box fresh. How long, I guess, first of all, how long has it been since you had these? Um, 25 years. Like, okay, that's awesome. wow. Yeah, a very, very, very long time. So, um, crack open that box. Same box, right? Same box when you were a kid? Same. Looks the same. But when I opened it up and saw that they were tiny little cookies, I was like, okay, I don't remember them being this size. The smell immediately hit me. It was exactly how I remembered smell-wise. Um, I also remember them being a lot more sugary, like um, powdered sugar-wise. Because, like, when I pull this box out and I look at the bottom... There's no powdered sugar down here. No, yeah. you can like see the cookie right through the powdered sugar. Yeah. They're not like heavily powdered. And when I was a kid, there would be a layer of powdered sugar. Oh, bottom. interesting. So like I remember that and that's that's totally different to me. Hmm. Huh. It's but, funny because it does seem like a like a relatively straightforward cookie. I mean, especially being like a brand that prop you know makes all of these different types of cookies. They sort of they must have the machinery to make them, so they just keep making them. But it is interesting, like uh, not having seen them a lot, they weren't super expensive, but they weren't like necessarily cheap either, you know. Yeah. And having to get them shipped adds like a, an unnecessary cost that I don't ever pay for cookies, you know. <laughs> Actually, although I did just order Girl Scout cookies for the first time online, and um, troop six thousand or whatever they were, right? I no, I just ordered it from like a friend of mine's oh. daughter. Oh, well, that's nice too. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, it was interesting to, like, have to find cookies on the Internet. You know what I mean? Because that's really something that is more of an impulse buy for me whenever I buy cookies. So it's like, oh, I'm in the grocery store and I'm going to grab some Keebler EL fudge or some Tates or something, you know? Yeah. It was yeah, disappointing. Was... Oh, go ahead. Really? Yeah, no, to what John was saying is, like, I had to we had to literally actively seek these cookies out. So it was like. Right. This is something that I haven't in a very long time been able to just have like a, a spontaneous like, oh, I'm going to grab them. I just so, yeah, right, right. and I get we, to grab them. To find them, we went to the product locator on Keebler.com. Mm -hmm. Within 100 miles, there's no store that has them near us within 100 miles of our zip code. So, Randy, you, you did an Amazon three-pack for like 20 bucks. $29. $29, wow. <laughs> and then um, John luckily was able to find them on Walmart.com. A single pack, but like, you know, double the price basically for shipping. Mm -hmm. And right. um, 
But fortunately, they, I mean, they're available. Keebler's still making them. It is, yeah, that's what surprises me, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's so that bizarre that we can't get them. And it's get them. the same box. It seems to be, maybe it's a little bit of a cheaper version, maybe less sugar. The cookie might be a little bit smaller because although I, I do think like sometimes we remember things from when we were a kid being a little bit more impressive, <laughs> I really would not doubt that Keebler has sort of scaled it down because I even know like Reese's cups are a little bit thinner than they used to be. You know, yeah. like that that sort of stuff does happen, especially when you're trying to like maintain a sort of a a, a relatively affordable, yeah, like a price point on a box, you know, so... Yeah, it's interesting to think about. I I never had them before, but I mean, I I wish they were around I'm, all the time. They're delicious. I, yeah, I'm a I'm huge glad. fan. Yeah, I like I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you on product locator? Were you able to find like literally any stores that had them? Um, I only put in my zip code, so no. That would be interesting. Can do you have access to product locator? I think I'm actually on it right now. I in, could. Can that. you do an Alabama zip code for me and find out like if they're anywhere near there? Because I want to know if this is just like a southern phenomenon too. That's not. You're not in Alabama now, are you? No, no. But I'm in like I can. But that's give when you, you had them when you 25 years ago. Yeah, when I was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they're in southern grocery chains. So yeah, do yeah. I'm gonna check it out. I think the, the Birmingham zip code is three. Five, what is Birmingham? Well, I'll look that up real quick. Um, I'll say. I don't know if as a kid I'd be into these because of the coconut. But I also don't know that I, like, in my head, coconut is disgusting. Still, to this day. And my yeah, dad has a aversion to coconut, too. But, yeah. like, I've had, I had a really, <laughs> I've had a really sophisticated palate since I was a kid. Because, like, my aunt and my mother always told me I wasn't allowed to say I didn't like anything unless I tried it. So I was, like, constantly oh, yeah. trying food and different kinds of things. And I think at some point... I had these and I just like could not stop thinking about them. And I've always been very into things that are like coconutty or like almondy and nutty because like the other thing I wanted for us to talk about, but it, they just don't make it anymore at all. Do you, did you ever have a, a chocolate bar called Alpine white? No. Yeah. It was a white chocolate bar that had like almonds and hazelnuts and all kinds of like different nuts kind of like ground up into it. And it was my favorite chocolate bar <laughs> when i was a kid um here's so i did look up the birmingham uh zip code yeah. and i typed it in and no it is just giving uh delivery options for that area no stores so weird miles so weird yeah. wonder if it exists in any stores anywhere at probably all. not my my thought is now it is an online order only so my yeah, question is, is how much longer do you think keebler is going to make this damn cookie is it going to be until like we all like as a society, yes. dare I dare I say it be until the last person alive that remembers Danish wedding cookies, much like the last person alive that remembers <laughs> Oz. Oz. The parallels <laughs> between Return to Oz and Danish wedding cookies are wild. They're really, yeah. really keeping me going here. Um, I bet it, you it's interesting. Yeah, I bet you. These why, like, why? Yeah, who knows? Are used in something? They're they're like, I don't know. I'm just picking. I'm just making shit up. But like. They're used in the school district of Iowa, hmm. right? Like that's the cookies that are on the, like they actually make little they, bags they, or they, something. They sell with the hot lunches or something. Yeah. And so there's a contract out there that keeps these coming in for some, something like that. And, Interesting. and that's why they don't have to like 
put him into stores because like one day when that contract is over, he'll probably be done. But for now, they can make it happen. Well, it yeah. makes me sad to think that there's somewhere if what you're saying like there's they like sell it in smaller quantities or gave it out as smaller quantities. It makes me sad thinking that there's a place in the world possibly where I could get these in an adorable pink like cellophane like yeah bag. that's oh, what yeah. like That'd that's how these should be available like because mm-hmm. the thing about cookies like this i mean i'm sure there are people that like really enjoy like small bite-sized cookies like mm-hmm. as their cookie of choice but like they're not quite big enough like because they come in a box mm-hmm. and so this idea that like what do i do with this box do i like take right. a handful and close the box or like do i eat this eat box like a bag cookies. of chips like i don't right. I don't know what to do with this box. So individually sized packages like the famous anus cookies, like from a vending machine, that's how many you're supposed to eat, whatever's in the back. And that's what I think these need to to come back strong because they're delicious and everyone should – it's worth it. I don't know (laughs) anything that's like it, and you got to try it. It's very, very good. Yeah, because even the Austrian nut cookies that we make at my bakery aren't – like this they just kind of reminded me of that because they're just yeah. a nut cookie with that's drenched in powdered sugar and then we sell three to a pack like i completely like when i bit into these i was like oh fuck i forgot there were chocolate in these and like <laughs> that sent me over the edge because just that chocolate coconut powdered sugar combo is it's, it's so hitting good. it on all levels it's for so me. good yeah, that's what I was gonna say earlier. I never like thought I liked coconut until I like realized like I love everything with coconut. Like, yeah. I'm oh, all about so the good. coconut creamer at Dunkin' Donuts right now. Yeah, I put coconut in my yogurt. I love coconut. Yeah, that's coconut's like great. real good. Good texture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a mounds, but as a cookie. This is is what. Yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah. So, I think. Well, I, I'm gonna. I don't want to speak for you, Randy. What do you think? Do they hold up? Uh, they. <laughs> They do hold up, though I have my disappointment because, again, I remember them being a little bit bigger, and I remember there being a little bit more powdered sugar on them. But overall, flavor, texture, design of the box, which I just find, it's so basic, it's so minimal, but it's still really enjoyable to look at. Because it has like a kind of like a 70s feel to it. Yeah. Like it's never changed since the 70s. I'm I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're great. Definitely hold yeah, up I, for me. I think they're great too. They, I definitely think they hold up. They're, yep, good flavor combination. I like that they're a little dry. If I uh, didn't have the self control, I would pour them all in a bowl and cover them with milk and eat way too many of them. But Did that you, is not gonna happen tonight, at least. Yeah. Did you let either of your significant others? try them and how did they feel about them? Yes, Jocelyn, uh, my lovely wife, enjoyed them quite a bit. I haven't, uh, Elise has not tried them yet, but I'm bringing them down to her as soon as we're off here. Um, and I yeah. have a feeling she's really going to like them. I'm hoping that this sparks a revolution and brings them of back. The Danish the wedding. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Get on, get on walmart.com and buy these boxes. Like let them know yeah. this is a thing that should be in the stores. People, people need a second, but here's the thing. If they don't update the box, it's not going to sell, you know, you think? I don't know. Like, that's what I I like the box. I think it has like a really. But I think we're like hipsters. I think if you're gonna sell these at Walmart and you want people to t- pick them over like the Oreos next to them, you got to do something. Well, what would your What would your pitch for the 
design change be for this box? He wants like a windmill and like wooden clogs to really play into the <laughs> Danish thing. That maybe I don't know. I don't know what I want. I just he wants don't that every hour it. on the hour the box has like a ring of people That's that right. come out and, and dance the and yodel and then dances. they go back inside. Yeah. What if Anne Frank became the uh, like the? All right. Oh no, she's okay. Dutch. Oh, she, right. That's bad. <laughs> okay. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. But what still, there's definitely there's a blunt. Wait, is those? No, those are Dutch people. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dutch too. Damn yeah. it. I guess I don't know much about the about the Danes. I don't know enough about that sort of. I shouldn't be making any assumptions here. Um, these cookies were really great, Randy. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you loved them. Yeah, I think I think this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Anything that you would like to plug or share or tell the world? Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Um, I am not as active as I used to be um, because of, you know, a pandemic. Um, it just doesn't make me feel too inspired. Uh, I currently live in Boston. I used to live in Providence and ran a comedy show. Um, I plan to do that again someday or at least get back into comedy in some regard, but no plans as of right now. Um, what is your Instagram if people want to follow you there? Oh, I think it's CakeManR, right? Let me see. I think so, yes. Yeah, CakeManR. Yeah. You'll be tagged when we make this post. So yeah, we'll tag you. They'll yeah. know. They'll find yeah, you. Yeah, CakeManR. That's me. <coughs> awesome. On the Instagram. Watch me play Face Plinko if you ever, if I do that anymore. Oh, that sounds like fun. You should, yeah. People should watch that, yeah. Yeah. Where I slide uh, cookies down my face into my mouth hole. And these would be good cookies. Danish cookies. Actually, yes, they could be, but the powdered sugar might get in. Uh, messy. I have, a, yeah. I have a patented technique where you start here, and I work it down into the orbital socket of my eye, and I walk, yeah. work it down the street, this cheek. So yeah, it might not be good for the for the yeah, old that would eyes. Be a little messy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Well, there you have it. Those are the things to follow from Randy. Be sure to follow the holdup on all the majors uh, at the holdup podcast at the holdup cast on Twitter. Um, you just say all the majors like it's a normal thing. It's not normal. I hope you know, like that's that's like weird. That yeah, I mean, get it wherever you know, wherever pods are cast. That's where you're gonna check it out. You know, okay. all the majors. Are you guys yeah, on all... TikTok? Uh, I don't consider that. TikTok us. the character from. <laughs> I actually wrote that down in my note. TikTok. What is this movie for Zoomers? But I decided not to say it, even though I just said it anyway. Um, yeah, ratings and reviews, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Uh, I'll get the voicemail back up soon, you know, the the feedback. Or well, I, I think the voicemail only needs to come back. It should be the Spice World voicemail. Um, mm. We have a lot Just of people. Just people want to give us Spice World phone calls? Yeah, want, so yeah. I'll set that up. Yeah, I think given the Instagram uh, love yesterday, might be something there. It was like two people. Well, it had a lot of big back and forth. I kept getting notifications. So that's the most content. That's a lot. It felt very exciting for us. Uh, anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Right. John didn't like I said that. We'll cut it. And all right, everyone. We'll cut it. I do the editing of this. Fuck you, Justin. Thank it. you so much, Randy. You're welcome. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We'd love to have you back sometime soon. Hope right. I wish they had made more Oz movies, but um, you know, we'll talk about something else next I week. can talk about other things. Love it. Thank yeah. you, Randy. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. <laughs> Very challenging work. (laughs)